0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good?
0: Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy! Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Monday. It is time for all of your top sports stories in one place. and down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron?
2: So the Phoenix Suns won a thriller yesterday afternoon in Dallas, beating the Mavericks 130 to 126. Kevin Durant produced 37 points, while Devin Booker dropped 36. Here's Book after the game.
3: Yeah, I said it when we first made the trade. You know, he's somebody that's a plug-in player. You can put him in any environment, any offense, any set, and, you know, he's going to be efficient. He's going to make sure other people get open looks, and, you know, he's going to play the right way. Um, And tonight was another example that all we're trying to do is win out there and you know play the game the right way you know dallas was laying off of whoever our fourth or fifth man was and just giving wide open shots and you know ish came in in the second half and and made him pay for that
2: did i just hear booker say all we're trying to do is win out there
3: (laughs) yes you did hear that maybe
2: i need to make another remix (laughs) hopefully this time it works but that game yesterday had it all your guys' reaction. Go wherever you want in terms of yesterday's game.
0: Well, look, I'm, I'm now distracted because he brought up Ish. But Ish was big. Ish stepped in and hit a few shots and there was, you know, I I, I joked about this during the game yesterday, Wolf. Josh Akogi, Love the way the guy plays. I really do. I, you and I and, and a bunch of people have been saying he, he could be that fifth starter for a long time before Kevin Durant even played. And, yeah. and he should be. He had a couple great defensive plays. like, But him missing every shot, and at one point he had taken 13 shots and KD had taken 11 yeah. in the first half. And I'm, clearly they talked to him because they didn't shoot at all in the second half. Um, they still want Josh Okogie to shoot. I'm not picking on him. But what it is is that that was that was a reminder that... If somebody else doesn't hit shots, the Suns could be in trouble even if KD and Booker go off. But if anybody else does, man, they look unbeatable because Ish Wainwright came in, hit a couple shots,
1: and that was it. That was yes. it. They won the game. Yes. Um, let me, where can I go? I can go anywhere, Mel? Is that 30, what you 30,000
2: feet just for you. Oh, the wow. Suns
1: are a different team today than they were going into yesterday's game. Ron Wolfley reporting. That's exactly how I feel. Is it an opinion? Yes, it is an opinion. There's no doubt about that. But still, that's how I feel. They're a better team today. Confidence is the currency of competition. They just went out and defeated their nemesis, if you will. This house is clean. I love what they did and their confidence level as a team i know it's one game i know that kd and 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 the Suns and devin booker in particular they've got a history of three games i understand that but man when you see what they did yesterday during crunch time when they had to do it boy that's going to give them even more confidence collectively as a group going forward and that jacks me up
2: D-backs pitcher Madison Mumgarner pitched in his first game of the spring yesterday. He accomplished his goal of pitching three innings, doing so having allowed two earned runs on two hits with two hit. So, what did you guys think of his outing?
0: You know, he's he's big. We were talking about this out at, at Salt River Fields last week. Wolf, you know, you can get excited about this team. I think you should be excited about this team with the young talent that they have if you want to get excited to the point where you look for a way they might be able to to stay in the wild card race all season or maybe sneak into a wild card spot They're going to need a good season. Not a great season, but a good season out of Madison Bumgarner. And and I'll just add this. He's the one we're all thinking that would be the most negatively affected on this team by the pitch clock and all that stuff, right? Because he is the definition of stuck in his ways where you would think he is. It doesn't sound like it when you hear him talk, but he should be because he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last decade and a half.
1: If you've listened to our conversation over the last few weeks, I'm hoping last season has a wake-up call effect on Mad Bum. I really am. He posted his highest ERA of any full season that he's pitched so far. And because of that, and the combination, that he's the highest paid player on the team, I am really hoping that this will be a burr, the collective burr under his saddle, to get him going. We'll see. But... Is that like a rodeo reference you just made there? It's like a Mason Saunders reference. As a matter of fact, right there. Thank (laughs) you very much. But honestly, I expect better from Mad Bump this year because of what happened the last two. The
2: Sun Devils are on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament as the Pac 12 tournament starts on Wednesday. So how many games do you guys believe ASU needs to win in the Pac-12 tournament in order for them to make the NCAA tournament?
0: Well, I think if you don't win any, you're probably out. I think if you beat Oregon State but lose to USC, you're on the bubble, but you probably need help. And I'm just saying realistically, not where you should or shouldn't be, because that would be 21 wins. Um, if you win your first two games, which would be Oregon State and USC, I think you should be in. You're still going to be on the bubble, but probably the right side of the bubble at that point. If you beat U of A in the third round, you're
1: gonna... I feel exactly the same. Yes, right. <laughs> I feel exactly the same as you do. It. Right I think they have to win two. I think they do. I think they have to win two. We'll see. Yeah.
2: According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, the Arizona Cardinals expect center Rodney Hudson to reportedly retire from the NFL. Now, I know you guys both aren't surprised by this, but where do you think the Cardinals will find their next center?
0: Boy, that's a great question. Uh, probably through the draft. I know there's a lot of Cardinals fans out there screaming, Tyler Lindebaum would have been there if you didn't trade for Hollywood Brown last year. That's in the past. Nothing you can do about it. But probably your your big picture answer at that position has to come through the draft.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, For me, it's got to be free agency. That's what it's got to be. You want to bring in a guy where it's not his first rodeo. You want to bring a guy in that has a little bit of experience, maybe Ethan Posage. Maybe that's the backup center for the Cleveland Browns, a guy that um, Petsing knows very, very well. And because of that, maybe you bring in a guy like that. He's got NFL experience. This is not his first rodeo. He's got experience in the offense with Drew Petzing and what he's going to do. So maybe you bring in a guy like that who is a pro and he's not going to break the bank. We'll see. Alright, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you as
0: always, Aaron. Uh, when we come back, we'll get back into it. Uh, you know what? Let's get stuff away first. Win lower level tickets to see Kevin Durant's first home game as a Sun. Text KD to 620-620 and enter for your chance to win lower level tickets to see the Suns take on the Thunder this Wednesday at Footprint Center. You will also get two Kevin Durant jerseys, so you can give one to a friend or a family member, or you can just wear them both at the same time, which would be odd, but do it anyway. That's KD to 620-620. Alright, when we come back, Wolf just sort of alluded to it. The Sun Suns kind of do feel like a different team following yesterday's win against the Mavericks. Why is that? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Monday afternoon now. The Phoenix Suns 3-0. Since they got Kevin Durant, and he has been a big part of all the wins, although he is not, as you said earlier, Wolf, it's not like he's like forcing himself into everything and be like, I gotta be the guy, everybody's gotta run through me. Um, They are on now quite the run. I'm trying to go back to when that Brooklyn game on January 19th, they went into that game at 21 and 24, and they are now 36 and 29. So, what is that, 18 and 5? Am I doing that math right? 15 and 5. 15 <sighs> and 5 in their last 20 games. That's that's not bad. Beautiful. And and that's with a, the only real consistency and all that is um Monte williams actually because Booker was in and out of the lineup, Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, now you have Kevin Durant, but now you also have your team finally. And and even when it was the old starting five, they never had that this season. They had it five full games. Now you, you've got this lineup. You've got Booker and Katie and DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, and it looks like Josh Akogi. The game against Charlotte was fun on Monday. Nice win. The game against Chicago on Friday was fun. Nice 21-point win. They had to come back at one point, but they won by 21. The game yesterday, you said it last segment, kind of feels like the team is different today than it was 24
1: hours ago. Yes, I, I love this right here because confidence is so important. As a former professional athlete based on things, I cannot stress it enough just how important that is. But you know that if you've tried to do anything around the compound, anything around your house at all, a task, if you had confidence that you could do it, you could pull it off, you knew how to do it, and you had the wherewithal to make it happen, you you would approach it with confidence, and probably do a much better job than somebody like me that would approach that job with no confidence <laughs> whatsoever. But it's not only individually, it's also collectively that this can happen. And this is why I'm so encouraged because I know it's only three games. I know it's only three. But man, yesterday would have been a game that it felt like the Sun somehow, some way, may have lost to the Mavericks yesterday if they didn't have KD and KD has made an impact on them you can see it, it it's it's only 3 games yes but Yesterday's game
0: is a lot different to me because it was Dallas who you were one and two against this season, but your one win, you were getting smoked at halftime and you had to go off in the second half. Okay. Well, it's three regular season
1: games. It was the first game of the season. It was the first game of the season. Oh my
0: goodness. Coming off the way last season ended where you lost four of the last five to Dallas and in the last two of those, and that was obviously a playoff series, you didn't even look like yourselves. It, it absolutely has looked like if. If Dallas frustrates the Suns or if things don't go right for the Suns against Dallas in the previous five meetings, they were like, or you could make a case previous seven of their last eight, they didn't know what to do. It looked like Dallas had figured something out about the Suns. And we all kind of wondered, all right, you traded for Kevin Durant. That goes out the window, right? And even to a certain extent, Dallas trading for Kyrie, they get better, but they shuffled things up too. So does that all go out the window? Does the blueprint that Dallas seemed to have for the Suns go out the window? Yeah, it did. We saw that yesterday. I'm not saying that because the Suns won. I'm saying it because it didn't look like the previous five games against Dallas. That's the key to me is it didn't – whatever spell Dallas had over the Suns looks like it's gone.
1: Yes, Um one of the reasons why I loved yesterday's game too is because the Mavericks really, really, really wanted to win that game. <laughs> I, right? I, yeah, you could see needed. First of all, it's in their test, building. Exactly, too. it's in their building. It's the, it's in their building, and they're hovering around five hundred, a little over five hundred, right now. But that is, look at that. This is they want to get this going with Kyrie Irving. Right now, with Kyrie Irving and Luca on the floor, they're 2-5 and five together. Now, a lot of those losses, once again, as I was talking about last week, it came, it came down to the last possession of the game. And they lost three of the four games. But they had lost last week three of the four. It came down to that the last possession, and they lost the game. So they've been in these games, but they want to start winning games. You acquire Kyrie Irving, you, you don't want to go 2-5 and five in your first seven. And no. that's exactly what they've done.
0: And, you know, there's a lot of basketball left to be played in the regular season, but there's not that much left. There's 17 games left, which is basically a fifth of the, of the regular season, okay? This is why we were talking about the standings in the Western Conference before. If you start at Golden State at number 5... And you can actually go all the way down to Portland at number 13 if you want. There are three and a half games separating number five from number 13 in the Western Conference. You want to be in five or six. You obviously don't want to be 11, 12, 13 because you want not make the play in. Yes. I mean, the odds, if Dallas doesn't start winning like now, is that they're going to be in that play in tournament, which. A lot of us believed is where they were going to be at the start of the season. I I certainly thought that. I know I did a show with Kellen in the offseason. We both thought, okay, yeah, Dallas is probably a playing team. That was before they got Kyrie Irving, though. Yeah, right. So when you go out and trade for Kyrie and he might not even be their big picture, they obviously did that (laughs) thinking they were going to be in the top six and they still could be. They could still catch the Suns. But yesterday's game
1: was huge in the standings, too. Yeah, it was huge in the standings. Uh, Kyrie, by the way, scored 30. It sounds really, really good. But it's not as good as KD's 37, is it? <laughs> it is not. i just... Uh, <laughs> it feels so good to say that, my brothers.
0: Math is on your
1: side. In Especially this when Kyrie took more shots than KD. And KD scored seven more points than Kyrie Irving. It just feels good. That's all I'm saying. Can we can we roll in it? Can we gloat we can, just a little bit right now? We can
0: definitely agree on that I one. know
1: the Dallas Mavericks knocked out the Suns last year. I understand this, Jason Kidd. I get it, Luca. But right now, let me just roll in it a little bit. This feels really, really good, what is going on. This is, I think the Suns are not the same team that they were going into that game yesterday, coming out of that game. In particular, when your two superstars score 37 and 36, (laughs) it feels really, really good, especially when you've got KD scoring seven in the last three minutes, seven critical points in the last three minutes, and you win the game, you beat your nemesis, a team that basically the last couple of times has owned you.
0: You, yeah, it you feels good. couldn't ask for better symbolism that this trade's working. I don't think anybody thought the trade wouldn't work. You got Kevin Durant in the trade. But you couldn't – there's not a team that you could beat in the way that they did it where Kevin Durant was the difference maker – that would make you feel better as a Suns fan unless maybe Luka missed a shot at the end of the game and lost his cool. Oh, wait, he did.
1: <laughs> you, you couldn't ask for a so better... Luke, I love the way you said that right Regular that season You're game. You're so sarcastic.
3: Just occasionally.
0: Uh, this is Devin Booker on KD's game winner yesterday.
3: Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've been on the other side of it. You know, so I know it's a tough coverage. You know, it's one of those situations where no matter what you do, um, you know, it's like he's Playing with just him in the hoop out there. Um, you know, the skill set for, for his size, um, you know, is second to none. And, you know, it's another example of that tonight. It was.
1: (laughs) It was another example of that. And it's something that I'm hoping is really going to take off right now, that the confidence of this team, not only individually, but collectively, will really come together and form a new culture. Not the culture the Suns were known for two seasons ago when they went to the NBA Finals. Not not the culture even of last year when they won 64 games. And then we're all shocked that somehow, some way, that culture melted against the Mavericks in the postseason. I'm talking about something new, something completely new and organic because of the variables being new. Kevin Durant bringing him in to this paradigm and changing the paradigm. Man, I where does this new culture end up? I don't know, but. I think it will determine whether or not they win a championship. We'll see. If you
0: were worried that the Suns were broken earlier this season, not like they were bad, but that they were broken enough where they were you if you were one of those people that believed their championship window was closed, Dallas was the main catalyst for that. And you just went in there and beat them yesterday and Kevin Durant was a huge part of it. He was he was the leader of it. How crazy is Footprint Center going to be on Wednesday? Oh, that's the other part yeah. of this. They've, they've rolled this out in stages. Hey, we traded for KD, but he can't play yet. Okay, now he's playing, but he's playing on the road. Well, now, now he's playing at home in the next game on Wednesday night. <sighs> I don't think he understands how crazy the Phoenix Suns fan base and how receptive they're going to be for him on the actual floor. I know they showed up at his press conference a couple weeks Damn. ago, but that's a little bit different than when you're out there playing.
1: You know what? Honestly, if we didn't have to go to break right now, I'd be playing the Ellis and Janes. <laughs> uh, well, you'll have more time bah, later bah, on. I'm to do that. Uh,
0: is that the abridged version of yeah, it? Just so
3: <laughs> <that> right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: text us your thoughts to the Fandle. Text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Will Anderson spoke at the NFL Combine. How much would you like to see him on the Arizona Cardinals? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke.
1: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Leader. This is how fun things have gotten with the Suns right now. We're in that break. They play a promo for Burns and Gambo and. Burns is talking about the Suns. I just wanted to jump in and respond to what he said about the Suns. Really? That's 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 where what, we are what did with the team Charles right now? Say? I don't even remember. Oh, you don't remember? No, remember okay, go back. I don't know. All right, go. You you were getting ready to jam out to. Is that played better this, than Ezra? You know, <laughs> getting ready to jam out to better than Ezra, and then Maloney turned it down. I don't on have you. words. Well, it's it's a long it's, intro. It was the nineties. Fake. Now right, you want to talk some football? He like football yeah okay there's yes.
1: <laughs> some football
0: this is uh Will Anderson at the combine talking about uh representing his family as he goes forward in his football career
4: representing my family and representing you know whatever organization i'm in that's the most important thing to me and you know i never want to do anything to make anybody that i'm representing look bad and i don't want to make myself look bad so and my mom always told me like as much as you know you work for it it can be taken from you you know so um i always have to stay humble she always keeps me grounded you know i talk to her every day at 10 a.m and that's kind of how i get my day started and you know she makes sure i'm good and everything like that but my parents did an excellent job of raising me
0: it doesn't mean he doesn't wake up till ten a.m. He might wake up at like eight, and then you know.
1: Okay, um, when I put Will Anderson together, when I I think of the tape and I think of the frame and I think of his traits and his athleticism, and then I hear that, I think of Mister Perfect. I do, and it does make me think to myself: Why would you ever trade the number three pick overall if Will Anderson is there? Why would you do it? And then I think of all the draft capital you could possibly—that's the only reason. Yes, if, that, if somebody blew is, you away with an offer, that is, and that's what I think they have to do—is blow you away with that offer. If if Will Anderson is there, um, it's going to be really, really hard for me to justify not drafting him. Uh, Here's more
0: from Willie Anderson talking about his final college season, playing that whole year with number one pick
4: expectations. Having that opportunity, you know, it will be a blessing. But, you know, this season was a good learning lesson for me. You know, I had a real dominant season my sophomore year, and I went into hearing, you know, people say all these things. But at the end of the day, you got to stay true to yourself. You got to know the person you are. You got to know all the hard work you put in, um, the preparation from, you know, Monday to Friday that you put in. And just going to the league, I think that's the biggest thing, is staying true to you, you know, all the expectations on you, don't worry about it. Stay true to yourself, who you are. The team drafted you because they knew who you were, and you know they're going to have confidence in you, earn the respect from your teammates so they can have your back and they can give you confidence, and that's how you approach that. So going into you know, the situation I'm going in, that's how I'm going to approach that.
0: Every one of these I play, Wolf is more likely to draft Will Anderson at number
1: three. <laughs> Now, just imagine this, ladies and gentlemen. You've got the tape in your head. If you're a scout, if you're a general manager, and you're sitting here and you're listening to this guy, you're interviewing Will Anderson, you, you're a team, you're interested in this guy, and you're you're, you're listening to him talk. <laughs> you're falling in love with this kid right right here. <laughs> I just don't know how else to say it. He's going to be the first player taken off the board i believe that isn't a quarterback well you already know what he can
0: do on the field and he was at alabama so he was playing pretty decent competition as much as i think the sec likes to talk itself up to ridiculous levels sometimes it is the sec it's still the top conference clearly and so you know what he can do at the highest level of college football he did run the 40 last week and he ran it in 4.60 seconds
1: which for a big guy's it's pretty good time. Yeah, it's two hundred forty five, two hundred fifty pounds yeah. somewhere in there. That's pretty it's fast. Pretty good. And but again, it's it's not light, it isn't lights out. No, it isn't like he he ran a four four eight. But it's not bad either. It, it's not bad. But again, watch the tape. And this is why I was talking about this earlier. The emphasis on the combine has been greatly diminished. Um, it's not a joke. Like I said earlier, I shouldn't have said that. But when you think about it right now, the emphasis, the point of emphasis, has been reduced by the NFL. They don't even send coaches there. Now, a lot of teams don't do it. A lot of head coaches have said, I'm not going to do it. All you have to do is look at the headlines, as a matter of fact. The headlines, NFLPA's DeMora Smith calls for the end of the NFL scouting combine. This is why I'm saying it's been diminished the role of the Combine. Rams among four teams not sending their head coach or general manager to well, the NFL they Combine. They don't have any
0: picks until 2035 That's, but I hear what you're saying.
1: Right, but it goes on and on and on. There's a an article uh, Mike Florio was actually talking about it on profootballtalk.com he was talking about it right now. The number of coaching staffs that have not sent uh, their coaches, or at least a smaller delegation of coaches, to the Combine. It's, it's being diminished. And a lot of it has got to do with the fact that, again, um, playing football is not about running around in your pajamas.
0: Well, and, and teams have gotten burned, right? That was a Dan Campbell quote like a week ago. He was talking yeah. about that. I mean, almost word for word yes. right there. Um, teams have gotten burned. Not every team but teams have gotten burned in the past of like oh yeah you know i don't he, he was he was uh he was all right in college but did you see what he did at the combine and you're going to take you're going to take that guy over somebody who was much better in college and didn't do bad in the combine you know what i mean yeah. like it, it got, at it's height of ridiculousness it would be like well you know this guy yeah he ran a 442 but this guy ran a 439 okay but if the guy who ran a four four two had a much better college career, what is three one hundredths of a second? You know what I mean. <laughs> it's not like he ran a five eight. Uh, along those lines, though, I hope that uh, madness continues. Here's Jordan Reed on Friday talking about Anthony Richardson. He sells himself a ton, and you know, just watching Anthony's film throughout the year, if you just look at his stats on a sheet of paper, you're not going to be impressed. Fifty three percent completion percentage, not very accurate, but. Once you dive into the tape, you really start to recognize some of the traits that he does have. He has the very strong arm. We've all seen the athleticism on tape, but now him coming out and running four 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 at two hundred and forty four pounds or six foot four and a half, that is really, really impressive. Now you're talking about comparisons to guys like Dante Culpepper and then also Cam Newton. So it's been absolutely big for him and him going out and doing every single thing at the combine while some other guys side out of some stuff, scouts are gonna really love that he came up here and competed.
1: How do you feel about it? Arizona sports. Wow. Breaking news.
2: So really quickly, um, according to NFL Network's Ian Rapfort, interesting how he words this. He said the Cardinals are expected to move on from center Rodney Hudson and wide receiver Robbie Anderson.
1: Huh. Also known as Chosen. Chose, yes. So chosen, yes. He said
2: Hudson had previously reduced his salary to $2 million, which often indicates a retirement. He'll decide his future soon.
0: Okay. So it is interesting how he worded that because that that makes it sound like, if I'm reading into this, even if Rodney Hudson weren't going to retire, if he just decides, yeah, you know what, I can do it again, the Cardinals are moving on,
1: right? Isn't that? I mean, that's how I would read that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which... Makes sense. A lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not shocking. There's no doubt. We were talking about this a little bit earlier in the broadcast. And, you know, I think the Cardinals are going to go out and look for a free agent, a free agent center. Bring him in. A guy that isn't going to break the bank. A guy that um, has some familiarity. I think that would be your preference. A guy that is a pro. A guy that can get the job done. Who's not going to break the bank you got to look for a pro's pro, and Ethan Posich, I think, is a guy. The Cleveland Browns center, of course, he's been around. He's bounced all over the place. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say that. For for the first five years, he was in the league. He actually was with Seattle, but... um, He's had spotty performance from time to time, but it seems like it has settled down a little bit with the Cleveland Browns. He only played in 12 games, but he started all 12 games. He started 51 of a possible 69 in his career. This is a guy that would be familiar with uh, Drew Petzing and the offense, I'm sure, that he and Jonathan Gannon want to install here for the Cardinals. So maybe that's a guy they'd be interested in.
0: We're going to find out. Uh, quickly how good Monty Austin Fort is at this job and he hasn't done it before, but if he is good at it, they can turn this around fairly f- fast. I mean, they don't, you have a lot of guys on the way out, Robbie Anderson or chosen Anderson, as he is now known that saves them $12 million against the cap. There's no way they were bringing him back. I'm not piling on the guy. He has had a good career and he may catch on somewhere else, but, but he, he just, he never got, and nobody was going in the second half of this season. But he never he never clicked with the Cardinals, and never. and there just was no option to be like, okay, well maybe he'll click next year because he just saved twelve million dollars against the cap, and you need that money for five other positions. You know what I mean? So if Monty Austin Fort is good at identifying these just consummate pros like you're talking about, yes. filling out the roster and then drafting, they can turn this around fairly quickly. The Rams look like they're heading in a very bad direction, uh, so you could turn this around in this division. You know, in two years, three years, you're going to have to deal with San Francisco, and Seattle never goes anywhere. But but you can, it's not like he came in and it's like, we have no cap space and and our roster's already
1: solidified. Yeah, they got to determine who that receiver is going to be opposite of Hollywood Brown. Zach Ertz, more 12 personnel. That's the way I think they're going to go. Don't get me started on it, but that's what I think they're going to do. All right, the Madness tips off
0: next week and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center Oh no, it's time for the BPI, isn't it? Yes Uh, Just text BUCKS to 620-620 to sign up receive your bracket and compete for your shot at over $3,000 of prizes If you register before Sunday you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks as well That's BUCKS to 620-620 Coming up next, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have been exactly the dynamic dynamic duo you were hoping for when that trade was made in fact one stat shows they've been one of the best dynamic duos in history so far we'll get into that next it's wolf and Luke in arizona sports the local sports leader time to take a look at the arizona sports poll question brought to you by sanderson ford the best play is at sanderson ford all right welcome back to the show it is time for the poll question aaron maloney has it aaron
2: So, who has been more impressive in Kevin Durant's first three games? Devin Booker or Kevin Durant?
1: Uh, Oh, boy, that's good. (laughs) This is Devin or Kevin, kind of. I mean, who's been more impressive? Uh, I... No, uh, I already. That's I, really good. because that's, you, your overreaction. Of course, would be Devin Booker because he scored more points. He's averaging thirty six points a game. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good average, right there. Yeah. Um. But that would be a little myopic, wouldn't it? Because KD, what's he shooting? What's his percentage? Sixty eight percent from the 68%. field. Fifty percent from three. <laughs> I mean, um. Granted, those
0: numbers are a little skewed because it's only been three games, but he's so efficient. that's That's been him his entire career. We were just watching the replay of the game-winning shot from yesterday. Yes. If he's going to make that, there's no way to defend it. Like, the way he pulls up, he's, he's taller than everybody, and then he pulls up and hits that shot. You cannot defend it. If he's going to hit it, it's going in. You can double it and... Maybe not be able to defend it. Not unless the, the two guys you have on him are standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> like when those old cartoons were like the two kids would put the coat on and look like an adult. That's the only way you could defend that shot. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm going to say KD has been more impressive through these last three games. Ah, You know what? I'm switching it to Booker because he got in Luca's face. Just okay. the simple fact that he, he, okay. he made Luca angry. I'm going to go
1: with Booker. Okay, still. so he's averaging 36 and he got in Luca's face. Yeah. Okay, I'm going KD.
2: So, 65% say Devin Booker, 35% say Kevin Durant. If,
0: if you could only just have both of them on your team. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, that's so funny, oh, though, that, that is, is
1: funny. I just, right. honestly, I think the efficiency of Kevin Durant, and I don't know, Basin needs, if you were coming into... Um, a new paradigm like Kevin Durant has. If you were coming into a new team in the association, and I realize you've got Chris Paul and you've got Devin Booker and you got DeAndre Ayton and you've got some good guys. But, you know, you just think you'd want to flex a little bit and just say, you know what? Yeah, this is this is me. I'm an alpha male and I'm walking into this paradigm and watch this right now. And yet Kevin Durant has done the exact opposite. He, he only took 17 shots yesterday, made 12 of them. He's so efficient in what he's doing, three of five from beyond the arc. I, I, I love his approach so far. I didn't know what it was going to be, whether they are going to try to force the issue or whether he was going to ease his way in. And I think we have our answer. In regard to that, he's just really scoring the ball in a very efficient kind of
0: way. Remember when people freaked out? I don't know if this was at the NBA before the draft or what, but I just remember it being a big deal for like a week. Oh, Kevin Durant can't he can't bench press a whole lot. I oh, he can't do pull-ups. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. this is going back to the conversation we were just having. How about what can they actually do on the court? What can they do on the field in football? How about this number? What's in his heart? This is um, 188 combined points between Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in the first three games this season. Okay? okay,
1: listen to this, basically. This will blow your mind
0: right here. So that's, you know, they're, they're both hovering. I mean, Katie was on a minutes restriction the first couple of games. But 188, 188. points. Yes. So they are averaging, I'm not going to try and do that math in my head, but they're averaging a combined, what, 62 and a half points a game. Whatever that's you say. Roughly, yeah. That's, okay, that's actually right. That is the fourth most among teammates in their first three games together. Not this season, Wolf. Yeah. Not in Suns history. Ever Ever. in NBA history. Ever. Ever. Okay, and it goes all the way back to Wilt Chamberlain. Well, it's funny you bring up Wilt, because here's the three tandems ahead of them, okay? Okay. Wilt Chamberlain and York Larice. York. I I know him well. (laughs) Wilt Chamberlain and Wayne Hightower. Wayne. If only I could remember Wayne. And then Wilt Chamberlain and Tom Macheri. Macheri? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wasn't he my teacher once? Uh, um, he might have been. No.
0: The only three combos okay. that have ever done, because number four on the list is Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, the only three combos that that combined for more points in their first three games as teammates, all included Wilt Chamberlain, and they don't even have a logo next to their, their team <laughs> in this graphic.
1: <laughs> wow, that's saying an awful lot. It's off to a good start, is it not, my brothers? Yes, it is. It's not like the Mavericks, two and five with Kyrie and Luca. (laughs) I'm sorry. Don't make me laugh. They've been in a lot of games, too. They have. They have been right there, and they lost on the last possession of three of those five games, okay? That they lost on. Good. Just admitting it. Good. But. (laughs) Hope it hurts more. Two and five. That's a tight pair of shorts pulled up high, bro.
0: Look, they're they're a dangerous team, but they just dropped into the play-in tournament yesterday, and that play-in tournament might and probably will feature the Clippers, the Pelicans, and or the Lakers. You want to get yourself into a one-and-done situation right there? I wouldn't. Yeah. So Dallas can deal with that. Not the Suns. Here's Devin Booker uh, yesterday on his instant chemistry with KD.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I said it when we first made the trade. You know, he he's somebody that's a plug-in player. You can put him in any environment, any offense, any set, and you know he's going to be efficient. He's going to make sure other people get open looks, and you know he's going to play the right way. Um, and tonight was another example of that. All we're trying to do is win out there, and you know play the game the right way you know, Dallas was laying off of whoever our fourth or fifth man was and just giving wide open shots. And, you know, Ish came in in the second half and and made him pay for that. That's
0: going to be, I mean, there's there's no way to defend the Suns and not do that. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Josh Okogie wasn't hitting the shots. But if that fifth guy, whether it's Josh Okogie or somebody else, is hitting the shots on any given night, I don't think you can beat the Suns on that
1: night. No, I think you're right about that. I will say, you know, I'm not going to say panicked. I, I am not one to splatter easily, onions. I'm not going to go the, the the horrified family. I'm not going to do it. But there is a little bit of concern for the bench, I would say. Um, 28 points scored by the bench, 48 by the Mavericks bench. That was what kept the Mavericks... In this game, yeah, was their bench? Now there were some, there were some guys that were having some games. uh he, You've already mentioned a couple of guys. Tim Hardaway couldn't miss. Yeah, in the Tim first Hardaway half. for the like, most calm part. Calm down, think, Tim. Well, but Tim is a, a good player. He is. But Tim every Hardaway's
0: time they play the Mavericks, there's always some guy that isn't Luca or Kyrie in this case. Now. And the pass goes off. Yeah, in the playoffs, it wasn't Luka or Jalen Brunson. It was just a, a, a third guy that was like, oh, by
1: the way, I'm the greatest well, three point shooter in history. Yeah, for me, it was Christian Wood. Okay, Chris Christian Wood, who scored 17 points, got to the line. What was it, seven times, I think? It was um, something ridiculous, yeah. six but six <laughs> or
0: seven from the free throw line. Yeah,
1: got to the line the way the Mavericks always seem to do to get to the line. But Christian Wood bothered me. You were just
0: bothered. You didn't get to see Davis Burton's. Remember him? <laughs> you were looking for. Look, Davis. your name
1: is Davis. Just knock it off. <laughs> we're going to say Davis around there, not Davis.
0: Davis Burton's It would have Vince introduced him that way in the in the playoffs if they played. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: um,
0: they did. The Suns, I will give you, did feel a little top heavy at, at points in that game yesterday. And it's. It, I, I want to be clear. It's not like they went into Dallas and won the game by thirty five points.
1: It's yeah, this th- was a contested game the yeah.
0: whole way. And there were moments where it was like, all right, you know, KD's hitting everything and, and Booker's having another great game, but who else is going to score? Ish Wainwright was absolutely huge in that game. This is Monty Williams afterwards.
4: I mean, there's a lot there. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the place. we trying to figure out who that guy is going to be. But for the most part, I trust him. the last game in Chicago. I was going to play him in the second half, and I said, be ready. He's like ready coach and then I didn't play him and he didn't go down in the dumps he didn't pout he was the same guy and then I didn't play him in the first half tonight or today and when I looked down there he had his head down, he was almost shaking because I knew he wanted to get in the game and I said okay let's go the shots he made were great but I thought the duck in, where Luka tried to duck in on him and he got the deflection, like those are the kinds of plays that um, builds trust I just, um from me, but from the staff and his teammates.
1: Man, you know what? I love watching Ish play. I really do. It's the year of the Ish. You want to talk. Yes, right, Matty Ish. I get it, Luke. You want to talk about a guy that is going to give you what he's got. You want to talk about a guy that's going to give you his all. You want to talk about a guy that you can count on to be ready, to be prepared for the game. Doesn't mean he's going to go out and play great and go four or five from beyond the arc like he did. That was huge. That he did that, but I'm talking about how he plays, especially on the defensive end of the floor, butt out, ready to go. Absolutely love watching that dude play. All right, we come back. By game? the way, yes. might hack you, too. <laughs> also
0: got in there and, uh, and avoided any sort of, I don't think Book would have got suspended, but he at least got in there with, uh, with Luca and Book at the end kind of yeah, broke that up right uh all right we come back did yesterday's game or even these these three games so far with Kevin Durant change your expectations for this team at all if you were kind of hesitant on that trade and I know Mikel has been going off in Brooklyn but Suns haven't lost yet we'll get into that next it's Wolf and Luke and Arizona Sports the local sports leader